There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte, and you're with Stan, Roe, and Raph on the SGP Podcast. Woo! Are you ready? You're listening to the SGP Podcast. You are listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the SGP Podcast. Stan C. and Romaran recording from our own rooms and our own homes this week. Mostly because our normal venue, uh, Balay Camus, is under renovation. So no Camus this week as well. Yeah, and Camus is sick. So it's just going to be me and Ro. Uh, how have you been this week? I haven't really heard from you all week. Uh-huh. What? I haven't talked to you all week. What the hell are you talking about? Actually, yeah. You haven't heard from me all week. Actually, you know, sinasabaw ako. Uh, you know, I, it, uh, the days have been blending. I had a busy weekend. Like, you may have had a long weekend. I didn't because I attended a workshop that lasted through the weekend. So I haven't really had much rest. So really, when I say sinasabaw ako, sinasabaw talaga ako. Okay. Uh, no, you know. I actually caught up. I usually took. I actually took the time to catch up with NXT UK because so far right now, for those who don't know, those for those who haven't been keeping up with this show, and you should if you want some really good wrestling on the on the WWE side, on the network side, uh, they've been having or they've been releasing their episodes uh, two at a time per week. So last week it was uh, two episodes, and this week it's also two episodes, mostly because. They are behind on, they're behind on the episodes they taped in Cambridge. Uh, I think a couple of months ago, and they are pretty much trying to get all of that out in time to uh, release uh, or you know to reveal, if you will, the NXT UK Women's Championship and eventually the NXT UK Tag Team Championship, which was. Uh, which was unveiled uh, from last month's taping. So, clear the backlog, and they are pretty much uh, laying it on, laying it thick on us uh, with all the with all of this network content. So, with the May Young Classic done, they pretty much freed up that hour, and they're using it now to, you know, give us a lot of NXT UK and. It's still a whole lot of you know hours of process from the the the, the, the we and and it, it it's I, I don't know how, I don't know if you've been keeping up, Stan. But this is annoying to me because they already know they have a lot of hours of programming. Yep. Uh, between TV and the network, and the fact that you know even if it's not their fault per se, even if it's because the NXT UK show got launched rather late, it's EQ EQ on on them expecting their fan base to catch up with everything. No, I I actually agree. I backread what you said earlier when you said uh, on on our little chat group. Now you didn't know how to process 
having all of these episodes immediately available. And I, I don't even know what episode NXT UK is on right now because the last episode I watched was episode uh, two. It's now on episode six. Fuck. So, there, so after uh, after the after the second episode, they put out uh, three and four, and then now it's five and six. So yeah. So hindi pa ako, yeah, hindi pa ako with NXT UK obviously because I I can't even keep track of the episode numbers and I'm not a fan of it as well. And when I say I'm not a fan of it, I mean I'm not a fan of all this backlog just being dumped on us. It's kind of like having all your work suddenly being dumped on you on a Thursday. Yung tipong excited ka yeah. mag Friday and you just want everything clear. And for people like us who write about this stuff, who write about wrestling, who talk about wrestling, uh, in a way, watching it is work, and I'm beginning to resent it when it feels like work. If that makes sense. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But we're not the ones uh, writing about NXT UK for Smart Henry. Uh, thankfully, yep. fortunately, our our main man Pepe Serapio has had enough time this week to catch up right away on the two episodes they released for the show and actually do a, do a review uh, immediately after watching. So. Kudos to him. If you haven't read that stuff, you should go check it out. Especially if you're interested in on the brand, in the brand, and you haven't had time to catch up. So it, it kind of puts you. they're still on, or they're still at the part where they're laying out most of the foundation for everything. The only thing that's really in the thick of it is the NXT UK Championship uh, picture because you already have, you know, obviously you already have. Keith Dunn, who has been champion for more than a year now, and uh, and he's already got you know a line of rotating, a revolving door of challengers. So that's the only thing. But actually, the others, like for example, a burgeoning tag team championship, a burgeoning women's division, they're still uh, pretty much setting that up. But yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. It does feel like work, and I I also kind of wonder if they are doing this to kind of set it up to fail, like kumbaga, and then we okay, we got all of this other stuff and then now we're adding NXT UK. Maybe we shouldn't be doing this, but, you know, since it's Hunter's baby, we are giving it a shot. But then, uh, since we're catching up or since we're trying to clear out the backlog, we're going to release it two episodes a week and then if, I know, and then if, you know, if people can't catch up, the ratings go down or the ratings stay down and then if the ratings stay down, uh, it gives them more of a re or a justification to cancel the show eventually. I'm not sure if we talked about this regarding 205 Live, but I'm pretty sure the thought kind of crossed my head at least. Because 205 Live, in a way, is also Hunter's baby because the cruiserweights went through him. Right? For the cruiserweight classic. Yeah. So, I'm not but, sure. Uh, the, the, good, the good thing about 205 Live is because is that uh, they, already, um, they already established themselves pretty well. When you have two WrestleMania spots in a row, when you've got... Uh, Good crowd reactions when you move it to uh, when you move tapings to before SmackDown airs. Uh, it's already become part of the of the WWE fans average diet, and it's got its own niche. When you especially factor in the fact that you got a tag team like the Lucha House Party appearing on Raw, so I think Two Five Live is safe for now. But what's shaky right now is how NXT UK is being distributed to the fan base. 
Right. Yeah, I I totally agree. And nga, kung yung NXT UK palang someone like me and I consider myself on the hardcore side of the spectrum already. I'm having a hard time catching up with it. What more yung, yung mga casuals who only tune in ng pasulput sulput, diba? So it's really problematic yeah, and the way that this is all structured right now. It's not, it's not really advertised as well on other WWE programming, but I don't think you see it. You see commercials or a lot of commercials for it on, say, Raw or SmackDown, even on NXT itself. No, well, maybe you will if you if you watch the network regularly. But uh, at this point, I think they only have so much things to plug on those uh, little commercial breaks on the network. So I I really do think NXT UK is getting the short end of the stick. I'm glad you mentioned yung mga plugs because um, if, if there's something that WWE tries to really hit you over the head with, it's the shows that they're plugging. And like you mentioned, shows like NXT UK, which do need the plugging, which do need the airtime, or at least yung, yung, um, uh, the uh, uh, piece of the spotlight, aren't getting it. And yet you had something like Crown Jewel that we really were hit over the head with multiple times across oh. multiple shows. So we might as well talk yeah. about Crown Jewel, which took place over the weekend. Yeah. I didn't catch any of it. I just relied oh, on the I, highlights. I didn't see it either. Yeah. yeah. I didn't see it either. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I, as my little act. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, before we go into it, uh, now, now that I think about it, now that, now that we talked about ratings for NXT UK and all that, uh, I think our little act of protest for Crown Jewel is that we just not contribute ratings to it. You know? Yeah. Say the network, for those who don't know, Still has a rating system. Uh, I guess it's internal, or you know, they they measure it their own way. But if you know, if other shows can be in danger from of being canceled because of uh, a lack of ratings, a lack of people tuning in on the network to these shows, then for sure, may metrics then affect Crown Jewel. So I guess I hope that when we say that we didn't watch it and we did not watch it at all uh, we contribute to some sort of you know discouragement into into holding shows like that on such uh, given such circumstances surrounding it I'm pretty sure they have their their internal metric system. I mean, if Netflix has a way of determining which shows or which movies are you movers and shakers, nila, then another on-demand yep. streaming service like the WWE Network should have their own metrics too, right? So, um, right, right, absolutely. I just relied on the highlights on Raw and SmackDown. And at this point, I really didn't care. I, like I told you last week on the podcast, the only matches that really mattered to me were the Universal Championship match and the WWE Championship match, right? And... Uh, right. In a way, it's like status quo didn't really change. Because Brock Lesnar won the yeah. Universal Championship, and it was the reality for pretty much the last two years. So, yeah. parang bumalik lang tayo dun sa status quo before Roman Reigns uh, usurped the title from Brock Lesnar. JP, I've said it. Our Smart Henry guy who did the review for Crown Jewel actually had a nice, interesting take on the whole thing, on how things went down. Uh, he says that. Uh, the way the, the results that happened, you know, things like we stuff that we didn't want to see, like Brock Lesnar winning the championship and Shane McMahon inexplicably winning the World Cup. It's their way of you know pouring out. Okay, since this show is getting so much negative attention, they uh, we might as well overload it with stuff uh, we don't or the fans don't want to see happen. Like if you uh, had Braun Strowman win the Universal Championship on a show that not everyone is watching. Parang in a way, nasayang din siya. 
Right. And um, I don't know. Uh, there, there probably is too much apathy going on. And at the same, uh, but but at the same time, I got tweets from people who were asking me if I was watching Crown Jewel. So that was weird to me because I thought that <laughs> there was. I thought that there was a bit of a consensus, at least among thinking wrestling fans, that, oh yeah, Crown Jewel is something we're not going to stay awake for, especially in the States. Because mm. for, for them, it was at, at an odd time. For us, it was at a really yeah, odd yeah. time. I needed to sleep on Friday right. night. So when everyone was like, oh, is right. anyone watching Crown Jewel? I was like, no, fuck that shit. I'm So mm. uh, the fact that there were people who still wanted to watch it really uh, surprised me. And the more that Crown Jewel unfolded, at least when I checked the results the next morning on the WWE app, the more that it really drove the point home that evolution was the ultimate consuelo de bobo. Yeah. Uh, well, no, evolution was lucky then that uh, the whole Saudi Arabia controversy happened. The whole Jamal Khashoggi uh, controversy happened. So I guess, yeah. Uh, interesting, though, that they decided to throw in all the garbage, all the bullshit, into that, uh, into the, into Crown Jewel instead of you know trying to save it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I honestly don't know what I would have done if I were in their position, even if I were in the position of someone who was told to keep running the show, even though I personally protest against the circumstances. So yeah, uh, what do you think? What do you, should was that a good move for them to uh, not try to give it some saving grace? Um, I guess I'm indifferent about it. Like, I don't think it's a good move, but I don't think it's a bad move either. No, but... no, no. Yeah, you're indifferent. Uh, you're indifferent to it as a fan. But if it were you, and if you were you trying to run the show, what would you have done? I thought it was a safe move. Uh, it was a safe, calculated okay. move. Because there, there was no backing out, and you need the Arabian blood money, as we like to call uh, to call it in our little private group chats. And there's no backing out. So you might as well just double down on it. And if people are going to shit on it, then you might as well give them all the reasons to shit on it. Like, yeah, uh, whatever. Let's just move on from Crown Jewel. Like, I think that was pretty much what everyone else wanted to do then, given the circumstances around the show. If I were Braun Strowman, I probably wouldn't want my legacy of my first Universal Championship win to be asterisk. Won it in a won it in Saudi Sausage Fest. Yeah, or even someone like Seth Rollins, who's known as the ultimate workhorse these days, or AJ AJ Styles, another ultimate workhorse, to have like say the best match of your career take place under such auspicious circumstances. Parang uh, you yeah. know, I wouldn't want that as part of my legacy. It's such a black uh, black eye, diba? Right? True, true. I guess you're right. Yeah. So uh, having said all of that. Um, we we were planning to have our friend Maro Rimorin also of Smart Henry on the podcast this week to talk about evolution in light of Crown Jewel, but uh, he's probably uh, he he's super busy right now, couldn't make a recording, so he's probably gonna write about that in a future column. But for now, um, ano yung legacy ng evolution? Because we're a couple of weeks removed from the show, and while it did change the status quo in some aspects, it wasn't the type of show na sasabi nating game changer talaga moving forward at least for me I don't think it really moved the needle in terms of changing the industry the way a show like All In did yeah um, I think the whole uh, the whole idea or the fo- the whole thing that moved the needle for it was simply the fact that it was an all women's pay-per-view and to me and I saw this take after Evolution or during Evolution 
or yeah, probably after. I saw the take that it's a little sexist to pigeonhole uh, the women in in their own pay per view instead of having them dominate the men. Uh, but I don't. First of all, I disagree with that take because one, the women already main evented the men, uh, main, main evented over the men in this year's Royal Rumble uh, pay per view. Yeah. So that that's wrong. And two, for me, I think it's more the the whole point of evolution was not just to uh, honor the women by you know, the the the, the common thought of the women as a sideshow by having their own show. But to me, I I think it's. Uh, a showcase rather of how much uh, the women can be equal to the men when it comes to wrestling. Like you, uh, no matter uh, how much it didn't move the needle story-wise for the women, uh, I still think it was a fine and awesome show of what women can do. Like uh, it's it's mostly marketed to both those who wanted the women to, or you know, female fans. And those who are skeptical of whether female wrestlers can be as good as the males, but even though you had evidence from before, from the whole entire time, from two May Young classics, that the women can be as good as the men, here is an entire three-hour package of of women's wrestling that shows that they are just as damn good and why they should be uh, watched just as the men are. Yeah, I can kind of get on board with that take, especially given some of the matches that really drew a lot of positive reactions. Like for starters, you uh, mentioned in a Charlotte and Becky, the last woman standing match is a definite yeah. match of the year contender. But got what four point seventy five stars from Meltzer, and not saying I that. Check, Me- I'm checking the ratings. Yeah, not saying that Meltzer alone is the uh, is is the sole determinant of whether or not a match was good. Like I watched it, and I could tell you from my own perspective that it was awesome. Uh, but you also uh, had uh, the Mae Young Classic Finals, Tony Storm versus Io Shirai, which didn't have as much time as we would have wanted, but was a great match nonetheless. And even yeah. uh, Kyrie versus Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's Championship was also really good. So to that point, I think uh, they did achieve the goal of showcasing how far women's wrestling has come, especially yeah, yeah. under the WWE umbrella given their history. But at the same uh, time... Yeah, but at the same time, kita mo pa rin how um, it, there's still a long way to go. Like, for example, the fact na um, masyado pa rin nilang pinagtuunan ng pansin yung uh, Riot Squad versus Bailey, Sasha, and, and, and Natty. A, a story that didn't really have a lot to stand on. And yet, it had so much time. Like, that didn't make much sense to me. Uh, you also had the fact na, okay, yeah, it's Ronda Rousey, therefore she main events. Even though the match that preceded her match was the best match on the card by far. So, um, it really tells me that there's still a long, long way to go. And I don't know whether or not this evolution necessitates a sequel. I'm not sure I want a sequel. You get what I, I mean? Think, yeah, you're right. No, I actually agree with you there. Now, it doesn't need a sequel. It doesn't need an all-women's pay-per-view. What I also see evolution accomplishing is it also kind of gave the women their own platform because when you think of a normal pay-per-view, everyone is fighting for time. The men and women in cruiserweights are fighting for time. So, parang, uh, when you put them all together here in one, if you parang segregate them in a pay-per-view, in their own pay-per-view, it gives them more time and and more 
of a spotlight to shine in. So I think that's what what also evolution accomplishes. It's it's weird to me. It really is. But I I I appreciated it for giving everyone, all the women, from top to bottom, some uh, platform to uh, have their own pay per view moment. Yeah, but you wouldn't need that. You wouldn't need that if the wealth was spread evenly, or if the wealth was spread in uh, in an efficient manner. I'm not sure if well, equally uh, or equitable in word that I've because I'm not. Uh, but it, it is. No, you're right. It's it's equitable. The word you're looking for is equitable. But I think it's no longer a problem of who gets what time. I think it's now a problem though of everyone, or rather, the WWE, the company itself, is way too large for itself. Yeah, and that that's uh, a problem. Like, um, uh, yeah. let, let's bring in let's bring in some of the news that we saw from the dirt sheets this week. Among them, that uh, sure. Tetsuya Naito met with WWE officials, reportedly met with WWE officials in Japan, and that he uh, slid out the back door and <coughs> left left them with a bill. And at the same time, there have been wow. yeah. Uh, have you not heard this? No, I have not. Yeah, so that that's one of the rumors, and another one of the rumors is that WWE is pushing to make offers for the elite once their contracts with New Japan run out by the end of the year. So okay, yeah, no, that one is obvious. That was that one is yeah. Yeah, and Go of on. course after Jung after Jung revelation of the elite that they have uh, separated from the Bullet Club right, on on uh, Chris Jericho's cruise, um, it it really. Uh, highlights how far they've come as huge stars, how far Naito has come as a huge star all on his own. And I'm not sure if this is a hot take, but I don't want any of those guys to sign with WWE. I don't want any of them to show up in the Royal Rumble. No, I agree with you. Uh, they don't have to because they uh, they should be highlighted in NJPW. Um, and, there, and obviously there is very little space for them in the WWE. I mean, we've seen so, what happened to Nakamura. Yeah. Nakamura yeah. should be the biggest cautionary tale, if ever. I mean, yeah, you can also point at AJ Styles and say, but you can be AJ. But not everyone is AJ. Yeah, but, uh, yeah you're right. It, Nakamura is a cautionary tale, but also it's, uh, he's doing what's best for Nakamura. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I I get that, and and I'm I'm not going to call Nakamura out for doing what's best for him the same way I never called out LeBron for doing what's best for him when he moved to LA, But um, someone like someone like Cody, who two years ago had to break away from the system because he felt so shackled, to go back there where he might be limited again is kind of counterproductive, or counterintuitive. Yeah, you're right, but. Uh, Cody just wanted to prove that he could be a star, and now and yes, uh, now that he is, and the WWE's come calling again. Oh, I up. I don't. He's made his piece with it, I guess, because he's already proved what he set out to prove. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. Um, there's way too little space for anyone in the WWE right now. And uh, if you would frame Evolution as a show that happened because there isn't enough space for all the women then I would have uh, been okay with it even more. I would be okay with a sequel as well. Uh, maybe the real women's evolution is that half of a normal pay-per-view is devoted to the women. It kind of already is, if you think about it. Mm. I mean, you, look, you take a look at Survivor Series right now of the announced matches. You have the tag team elimination match, the women's elimination match, the men's elimination match, uh, Ronda versus Becky, AJ versus Brock, and then Seth versus Nakamura. Okay, maybe it's a one third long, but you're getting at least twelve women in the ring for that show. Yep, yep. 
So that does yeah. say a lot already, but it kind of is a testament. Now we're way further ahead now than we were years ago. But you know, um, someone who's really nitpicky can easily counter argue and say, "Nah." But in the mid two thousands or the late two thousands, the women had their own traditional Survivor Series matches as well. Yeah, uh, it's not just Survivor Series. I mean, uh, if you look, at, I'm gonna pull up a card right now. Let's look at let's look at the last normal pay per view that we had. Hold on. Last normal, so that should be Hell in a Cell. Yeah, yeah. Let's look at Hell in a Cell. You should pull it up as well if you can. Yeah, the Hell in a Cell card, I think, had two or three women's matches, if yeah. I remember correctly. Diba? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, trying to pull that up myself uh, myself right now. Okay, the Hell in a Cell card, champion main event, you know, uh, main event it was Brock and Roman, diba? So mm-hmm. out yep. of the eight matches, you had Ronda versus Alexa. And then mm-hmm. Natty, Alicia Fox, and Mickey James were at ringside. And then Becky uh-huh. versus Charlotte. Yun lang. Right. So out of eight yeah. matches, he had two women's matches. So that's one-fourth of the card. Yeah. But Brie and Maurice yep. did compete. Yep. So that's another match in which women were part of the show. Uh-huh. So three out of eight. Okay, yeah. So not almost half. But... So that's kind of fine, I think. But if you really wanted to feature everyone, every or almost every woman... Uh, from the main event to the to their mid card, then you, maybe you do need to show like evolution. I think to prove your to point happen. or the point that you were trying to make, WrestleMania this year would have been a better example because you had the WrestleMania yeah. Women's Battle Royal, and then you had the Raw uh-huh. Raw Women's Championship match, SmackDown Women's Championship right. match, uh, yung tag team match where Ronda and Steph were on opposing sides, and then the yep. mixed tag match between John and Nikki Bella, John Cena and Nikki Bella, and uh, Miz and Maurice. So that's five mm-hmm. out of a 13-match card. Yeah, which is not that bad. Yeah, especially considering Definitely. previous WrestleManias. So, yeah, so that's what... Uh, if they want equality, then they prob- what, what needs to happen is, uh, you know, that, that equal space on the pay-per-view card. That's pretty much the most quantifiable thing I can see, or the easiest quantifiable thing. I can see them do. Mm-hmm. So uh, we, I, I touched on Survivor Series mostly because WWE is building towards that. Uh, it's set to happen November 19, Manila time. So it's November 18 in the US. And in light of that, we might as well do a little Survivor Series exercise that I believe we haven't done on the podcast since 2015. Okay, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's been a while since we did something like this. So what we're going to do is Ro and I have assigned ourselves to a particular brand. So uh, Ro got Raw. I got SmackDown. Yes. And Interestingly, be- I got Raw. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to take turns picking our own Survivor Series team. So to set the table here at the yeah. Mechanics, everyone is up for grabs. Uh, we're drafting one uh, team of five men and one team of five women. And we're not... Uh, we are basically disregarding the card as it stands right now. So we're just picking the yeah. five men we want to represent Raw or SmackDown and the five women we want to represent Raw or SmackDown. Yeah. So, so those so basically, are... Uh, it's bragging rights and does it, uh, we don't give a shit about the champion versus champion stuff. Pretty much, so, yeah. 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 Okay, so uh, let's draft yeah. the women's teams first. I'll let you have first, uh, you know, the first pick. Okay. It doesn't really matter because the rosters are exclusive to us anyway. Okay, yeah, right. Uh, first pick for the women's, uh, I select 
Alexa Bliss. Kahit na injured siya? Yeah. Oh, oh does injury status have to count? All right, fine. Okay, okay. You're right. Um, I mean, you can't select guys, Roman Reigns for obvious reasons. Yeah. Ronda Rousey, then, being the Raw Women's Champion. Okay, makes sense. Uh, for the SmackDown yeah. side, I'll have to counter with Becky Lynch, SmackDown Women's Champion. Yeah. Champion. Mm-hmm. Okay, next is Sasha Banks. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. For the women on SmackDown, I'll have to go with Charlotte. Okay, and then my next pick is Bailey to complete the team. Okay. I mean, to complete their team. Yeah, you four horsewomen. Okay, for SmackDown yeah. on the women's side, let me pick Asuka. That's good. Yeah. Uh, my fourth woman is Nikki Bella. Wow. I'm only going to pick that that Bella no other Bellas. Okay, fourth pick for the women. This is where it gets tricky for SmackDown, but I think I'm going to have to pick Naomi. That's a safe pick. That's not a bad pick. Yeah. All right, my fifth pick for Raw is uh, actually pretty tough. I, I'm not sure who to pick for this one. Right now. This is um, where you realize that the the rosters, at least for the women, are kind of top heavy. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Especially that Nikki Bella, pretty yeah. top heavy. Well, yes. Uh, hmm. I don't. I don't want to pick Natalia. I, I. I just don't. So I'm gonna pick Nia Jax. Hmm. Okay. Go that's solid. The... Yeah. Yeah. That's solid. Yeah. Okay. Alexa. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I was actually expecting you to pick Mickey James, and then I forgot that Nia was on the board. Uh, okay. Uh for for the SmackDown team. Sinuba. Crap. Okay. Uh I'm going to pick Peyton Royce to round out the team. Okay. So that's a bit biased. She is. Oh, she's the better half of the iconic. Yeah, but the other choices would have been Sonia Deville or Mandy Rose eh. or Carmella. So I think Peyton is like the, the safest pick out of the ones left on the board. I could have gone with right. Nikki Cross, except in the Akoshur kung permanent call up ne. Oh, so probably is if she's already appeared on SmackDown. I'm not sure. Uh, you know how some of these can be like one night only things, especially yeah. given uh, it was in Manchester. It was in the UK. It was a good matchup mm. between uh, Becky and Nikki, who were representing Ireland and Scotland. So I'm not sure. Okay. Can you run? Can you run these uh, this match on 2K19? Yeah, see, see, I'm or, gonna, I'm gonna. Uh, I, I obviously can't run it right now, but I can probably simulate it while I'm doing no, some no. work. Five on five on five? Um, no, four on four. Pa rin. All right, then just leave out the fifth, the fifth woman. Yeah, yeah. Wow, so that means Nia Jax gets taken out. Yeah, uh, you, you also lose Peyton Roy, so I think it's okay for you. Yeah, okay. Lang. Uh, it's, it's not like a malaking kawalan siya, So, Okay, yeah. so to reset the lineups on Raw, uh, you pick Ronda Rousey, Sasha Banks, mm-hmm. Bailey, uh, Nikki Bella, and Nia Jax. And for SmackDown, I picked Becky Lynch, Charlotte, Asuka, Naomi, and Peyton Royce. So those are the five-on-five right, teams. That's right. All right. Yep. So yeah, now let's go over to the men's side. Um, so you haven't seen Raw and SmackDown this week, but uh, I'm not sure if you were caught up. Better, there are captains apparently. Who... I am. Yeah, I already am caught up on as to who are the captains. Okay. Do you want captains for the men? Uh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. so so let's let's set the captains first and let's go for the uh, no, let's go for the men. I'll I'll let you start again for the raw team. Uh, my raw team captain is Seth Rollins. So the captain is not uh, wrestling. I 
What do you mean? Or is the, it's not wrestling? What? Yeah, the captain is not, wrestling. not wrestling. No, no, no. The captain is basically Smackdown a coach. Smackdown has two captains. No, no, no. Uh, so there's like, like there's the one captain which says which is the ringside manager, and then you have five active wrestlers. Like that's the role Baron Corbin uh, okay. is playing for Team Raw in in real life. Okay, then in that case, uh, the Raw team captain is Kurt Angle. Okay, uh, the SmackDown team captain is Shane McMahon because I don't want him to be actively competing. Okay, right, right. Okay. So uh, okay. Yeah. Right. So Raw's on I, the clock. Raw's on the clock. Uh, my first guy is Seth Rollins as the Intercontinental Champion. I don't trust Brock, Le- Brock Lesnar to play by the rules <laughs> or to play as a team. Or to show up. Would you? Yeah, or even show up, would you? No, at no, all? not at all. For SmackDown, number one pick is obvious, AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. WWE yeah. Champion. Uh, over a year at this point, most reliable and dependable superstar on the brand. So, no-brainer. Your turn. Right, right. Okay, my second pick for Team Raw is none other than Drew McIntyre. Ooh, I like this. I like this pick. Uh, for SmackDown, my second pick is Samoa Joe. What? what? Yeah, Samoa Joe. Because healthy, uh, That's gonna be interesting. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. On that note, on that note, I'm gonna pick uh, Dean Ambrose as my third guy. Okay, he is okay. still a former Raw Tag Team Champion. Yes, and a former WWE champion. That should be yep. very combustible. Okay. Uh, okay, my third pick is Daniel Bryan. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Another former uh, world interestingly, champion. Interestingly, I, th- I think my team, Raw, is, or rather, will be made up of the guys who have been feuding at the main event scene. So that tells you how much, uh, how, mo- how lazy Raw is in their writing so yeah. my fourth pick is uh, Dolph Ziggler <laughs> alright yeah. yeah okay uh, my fourth pick I will have to go with hmm let me take the Miz yeah, you, yeah. You, there is no other guy well, I do. No, there, there, there could have been yeah there, there, yeah there could have been a couple other guys but I think the Miz is someone uh, I want in this spot Alright, did you know that Brian wanted The Miz to win number one contendership? Yes, I did. I, I uh, saw that rumor. Yeah, right. Anyway, my fifth guy, uh, obviously, last but not the least, Braun Strowman, because I, I can't not have him on the team. Right. Huh. Okay. My fifth guy, uh, this is going to be a bit of a swerve, so let me pick Cesaro for my fifth guy. Ah. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm, pick. I'm interesting that you did not go for the U.S. champion. Yeah, I was thinking of Nakamura. He was the obvious choice, but I decided to swerve you a bit and just go for Cesaro instead, just to show him some love. Okay, 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 so let's reset the lineups here. Uh, you, uh, Team Raw is Seth, Dean, Drew McIntyre. I, I messed up the order there. Team fourth Molet. Dolph Ziggler and Braun. Uh, Dolph. Yeah, yep. basically the main event scene on Raw. And Team SmackDown is pretty much the main event scene then on SmackDown, save for Cesaro. Mm-hmm. All right. Not bad. Yeah, not, not bad, actually. So I think yeah. this is something we're going to have to table for the Smart Henry Christmas Party when we start playing WW2K19. Sure. Right, yeah. Sakto, sakto. It so will be a couple Brock weeks after. Isn't on, it, it leaves us a bit of... Uh, it leaves us some questions. Like, if Brock isn't on Team Raw... 
uh, in the in the Raw versus SmackDown Survivor Series. What the hell does he do as Universal Champion? I don't know. He probably on that, on that card, right? He probably is defending the title against someone like Finn Balor. Oh yeah, yeah. But that's a guy I didn't pick. Yeah, he didn't oh. pick Finn, so that would have been yeah. interesting. I, 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 for uh, for those playing at home, we could we could easily switch Dolph out for Finn. So if you want to make that choice, that's fine too. Mm, mm. I mean, uh, th- there are so many others that I think would have been fun. Like, uh, j- just for the sake of argument, you could put Elias in there somewhere. Yeah, put that in. Like you know how they traditionally. Like, uh, yeah, sorry. He's on the bench. He's on the bench for me. No, like you know how they traditionally book these five-man teams, such that there has to be one spot that goes to an up-and-comer. Now you know he's gonna get a push at some point in the in the near future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, that, yeah. I, I like to call this the Daxa Vieira spot. <laughs> yeah, puede, puede. Diba? So kind of like that. Which actually, napaisip talaga ako. It's like uh, coming off of last year. It's been a year since ubusan ng lahi in PWR, and I'm kind of I'm low-key disappointed na walang ubusan ng lahi in 2018. It's fine. Uh, it's, I mean, I don't know. Maybe there wasn't uh, a story that warranted that. Uh, yeah, probably. But, uh, I, I mean, this is probably a conversation we shouldn't even be having on the podcast. But I'm just putting it out there as yeah. a fan because I, I do wear both hats. I, I'd like to think I can still. Uh, now you know, it would have been nice to have uh, have seen have seen it. But you're right. I mean, uh, if if it's appropriate for the stories or it's fitting, uh, you know, why, why force it, right? Yeah, oh my, because I, I I understand that you want to see something as epic as that, but what what you guys had last year, that was uh, a storyline made for something like Ubusananadahi. Right now, I can't think of anything that would warrant uh, that kind of story or that kind of match. Yeah. Uh... Uh, racking my brain. I'm going up and down the, the card, the PWR roster card, and nothing stands out to to me as a match with two definite sides that could serve uh, uh, an Ubusan Lahi match. Yeah. So, yeah, that's probably the answer. I, th- I think so. You're, you're probably right. I um, yung conversation natin with Chino. I think it was from, was it last week or a couple of weeks where we gave him an assignment yeah. uh, to draft yung PWR and MWF Survivor Series teams or like uh, the PWR MWF Supercard Ubusan Lahi. So, um, yep, yep. Yeah, th- th- Wait, that's another one. That could have been something for MWF uh, if they wanted to run that game. So, which they actually kind of did. They did that. They, that's what they ended up doing for their main events at Autosus Wrestling. That's right. Yeah, so, kulang lang ng way, two wrestlers if, for each yeah, side. Yeah, if you were there, if you actually came to watch the show, then you would have gotten your wish. No, yeah, that, that's actually a great point. I think I uh, think what I want to see then is a regional version of Ubusan ng Lahi. Like, let, let's form a team Philippines and then let's uh, make uh, them face Team Singapore or Team Malaysia. Or, yeah, Team Singapore-Malaysia. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that would be fun. So, like, if ever if ever a big super card were to happen in which Ubusan ng Lahi was on the table, I'd love to see that. I would come in as a fan. I'd pay good money for that, you know, so. Yeah, same, same. All right, so that pretty much brings us to the end of this week's podcast. Uh, let us know what you think of the Survivor Series teams that we drafted for Raw and SmackDown. Obviously, just a little fun exercise. Uh, we can probably delve into this more with Camus next week when we get him back on the show. And in the meantime, you can always hit us up on social media. It's at the SGP Podcast for the show. 
at Roizwar, at Caveman Camus, do wish him well, and at underscore Stan C for me, that ends with an SY. And before we end, hey. how about we give you our picks of the week? Yes, let's do this. All right, who's going first? Now nah, you can go first. All right, okay. I'm going to go with... Uh... Uh, let's go with something from NXT UK. Uh, I really like last week's episode. One of last week's episodes, rather. The main event, Noam Dar versus... Uh, uh, sorry, that was the other main event. Sorry. Uh, Noam Dar versus Zach Gibson. Amazing match. Uh, it's It felt like... It was one of the most New Japan-style matches I've ever seen. This year on WWE programming, it felt like two guys uh, on WWE 2K uh, being able to counter each other, being able to counter pins and submissions, even though they are red in their in their health bar, you know, or in the in the body diagram. So only reversal. So it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was around 20 to 30 minutes, and I can't believe they pulled that in the middle of NXT UK taping. Parang in, in the middle of the batch of NXT UK taping. So props to those two mm-hmm. uh, for putting out, for pretty much establishing the kind of quality you can get or you can expect in the NXT UK main event scene. All right. Uh, for me, my pick, of the week, uh, my pick of the week is Johnny Mundo making the merge in Survivor. No, I'm kidding. But he did. <laughs> so he actually made it that far. Uh, my pick of the week is Rey Mysterio versus Cien Almas on SmackDown Live. Hey, uh, that's yeah. it's. Uh, I'm sure you would enjoy that match. Uh, it's the, it's the past slash present versus the future, and it wasn't uh-huh. that long of a match. Pero it was it it if it were the in kayfabe angle no match is it's supposed to be a proving ground for Rey and he can still hang and he can be a good member yeah. for the SmackDown team. Uh, in a way, parang you, for, for, from the fans' perspective, it's like, yeah, it's it's really a proving ground match for him. Now, he had to really uh, be tested against someone like CN who's at the top of his game. So I think it raised the bar for both guys. And as someone who grew up liking yung, uh, the WWE-style Lucha Libre, it was a fun treat from SmackDown. Yeah, absolutely. There you have it. Uh, that's this week's episode of the SGP Podcast. Thanks again to everybody who's been downloading us on Spotify. For those of you who've been subscribing, those of you who've been rating us, uh, keep sending us your feedback. Now, on behalf of Romoran and the Indisposed Draft Camus, my name is Stan C. We're out of here. Peace. Hey, this is for all my kids stealing, wheeling, dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, dripping, son of a gun. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.